0: Fictional friends, and welcome to another episode of Fully Booked. I'm Megan. And I'm Shireen. And it is Gothic Literature Month over here at Fully Booked. So what better way to talk about gothic fiction than to really talk about all the elements and what makes it gothic fiction versus, you know, most other kinds of, let's say, like horror yeah, or Where's like the speculative line? types of fiction. That's mm-hmm. it. Where's the line? What are the elements that you're expecting when you pick up a gothic novel or something that people have told you is gothic fiction for instance
1: what sends it into horrorville
0: yeah that's it and in certain cases how gothic doesn't always have to be straight horror Mm -hmm. necessarily either depending on what you're thinking of because there are a lot of classifications of gothic fiction that aren't necessarily straight horror stories right Mm -hmm. so um we're gonna get into all of that
1: today yes
0: what are you thinking of right
1: now (laughs) i'm trying not to yawn oh my god (laughs) I'm so conscious of it now. Sorry.
0: Uh, But before we get into all of that, Shireen, is there anything on your nightstand right now? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. That's
1: fine. That's fair. Megan, anything on your nightstand? (laughs) Uh,
0: I'm just about to finish. I'm like maybe three quarters of the way through uh, The Quiet Tenant. Oh, right. Okay. Right now. Um, whoo, (laughs) Very tense. Is that one a spooky horror? Serial killer. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. very tense, very scary. Like, yeah. those are the things, like, we, I have different kinds of, like, horror kind of, you know, like, freak me out in different ways. And mm. everybody I find has, like, certain sub-genres that kind of freak them out more than others, right? Like, especially when you're watching movies and yeah. stuff. Um, I'm much more afraid of, like, the more sort of real world types of things where yeah. it's like a real killer or someone that i'm like fuck like this could actually happen like right. that scares me and that's mm-hmm. why like you know like true crime is more scary right. i find than other types of things whereas uh my fiance for instance um he's really really bothered by like possession stuff oh, really? like good like possession stuff it creeps
1: him out mm, he's yeah like, he loves like a good sci-fi horror doesn't he yeah yeah he's yeah. into
0: it give him like scary aliens yeah. and stuff and he can do like like real world like killers like yeah. no problem whatever nothing it's when you get into like Yeah, like possessions and like certain types of hauntings. He really Mm. doesn't like creepy little kids. No, really. (laughs) (laughs) He's not a big fan of that. So yeah, those are kind of like his things. Um, But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about gothic fiction. Right. So okay, when you pick up a a book that supposedly, or you know, like in certain cases, looks like it's probably going to be gothic fiction, Mm. what are you expecting to find?
1: Um, and, like, this is, like, so the thing with gothic for me is that it's, like, I always find that you don't really know what you're about to get, right? Like, it's, it's a little bit, like, okay, I'm definitely expecting, like, some sort of haunted house or... The house better be spooky-ooky. Yeah, like, (laughs) there better be some sort of, like, property. It's very, like, Large, dark, and ominous, I guess. Like, I guess you could have, like... Like a haunted hospital or a school or something. Like I think that a could be would work for sure. Yeah, um, I'm definitely expecting some sort of. I don't know if I would say necessarily a ghost, but something, but in the plot that they think a ghost is I can around. See that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, as I've as I was saying to you, everybody's just like for some reason everybody's a little cray cray, a little bit a, crazy in a gothic story, like. Inexplicably so. You're like, why are you so cray cray? And yeah. everybody just is, you know, whether it's a result of the haunting or like they are doing the haunting themselves or something or other. Um that is kind of what I expect when I'm reading a gothic story. Um, it's funny because if you look back like at old like gothic fiction yeah. that was written either by women or yeah, usually by women. Oftentimes, it's almost satirical because they're kind of making fun of the fact that like, you know, a woman who's emotional gets like sent away for being crazy. Well, I think because you know? a
0: big, um I think a big element of a lot of gothic fiction is like a damsel in distress yeah. character, quote unquote. And often the damsel the distress part for the damsel is that if there is some sort of haunting or haunted element to yeah. the story, she's driven mad by it yeah and you know needs to be like you know that's it like taken away or whatever the situation it's, is
1: and it's often like because of something to do with her womanhood yeah so whether it's like because she was a mother and she lost her children yeah. or like you know like some normally it kind of floats around that type of topic yeah. um so yeah so that's kind of what I expect when I pick up a gothic book and then if it's a movie then like a lot of blue tones. And oh, yeah. Everything's issues. blue and gray and <laughs> dark looking in
0: some way, shape, or form. Yeah. there's And there's always... I mean you can say this about a lot of stuff uh there's always some sort of mystery to mm-hmm. be solved like there's yeah. always because it's always like is there actually a ghost yeah. here uh who are they if we already know mm-hmm. why are they here mm-hmm. what is their purpose what right. are they doing how do i fix this yeah you oh know? yeah there's
1: always like a fix like we need to like break the curse or we have to oh make you the always have to break a fucking away. curse there's always yeah a curse. like something like that true yeah.
0: yes and that's it and because it's always let's say okay probably probably most of the time when we think of it i would say we think that there is normally a ghost or a spectral mm. type of character but there can also be like a monster like if you think of Frankenstein right. for instance mm-hmm. right like the creature like the monster in Frankenstein or um, in Dracula right you know same oh, yes. kinds of things same monster. kinds of things right yeah. like a, a type of monster my, my my monster I'm expanding to like that's it vampires werewolves like all those types yeah. of like other creatures and things like that like I'm not thinking straight up of like a Frankenstein's monster I'm thinking of just like monsters in
1: general yes yeah. but still something that Mummy. has a very yeah. yes
0: still something that has a very gothic sensibility in the sense of a big old spooky house yeah and mm-hmm. an element and an atmosphere of like negativity really yeah. like tension and like unpleasantness in some way shape yeah. or form um and oftentimes i find that while the female character the female lead is crazy mm-hmm. or goes crazy at yeah. some point mm-hmm. uh the male character. Doesn't necessarily go crazy, but he like shoulders the burdens of the entire world, Mm. it seems. You know what I mean? Like he's very like put upon. Yeah. Almost. But a lot of the time it's because of him that exactly. all Exactly. Like happening. it's, again, if you think, like, Frankenstein's like a really good example of that, yeah. right? Because he, you know, goes through all of this. Victor Frankenstein creates this mm-hmm. monster and then uh, is writing about, like, his failure, basically, right. and how he, like, wasn't able to do what he wanted to do perfectly and things like that. So they're always very, they're always very put upon. Yeah. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. just always a lot of that, I find. Um, apparently the first... Technically, the first work to ever say that it was like a Gothic style novel was a novel by an uh, author named Horace Walpole, which oh, yeah. uh, called The Castle of Otranto, which was oh, published yeah, in 1764. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it was published in 1764. Yeah. And it was subsequently retitled as a Gothic story,
1: apparently. So if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. now I might be mistaken, but like this, this is like, um, jogging some memories here yeah I believe that in Northanger Abbey written by Jane Austen the main character is reading the castle of thingy thingy oh and that's what's making her feel eerie and weird when she's in the abbey because she's been reading this book and she's like feeling like like spookiness happening. Yes, yes, in the no, house? I think you I think you might be right. I think I think so, yeah. So I would like even though Northanger Abbey, I think it falls under gothic. I often feel like it's like gothic adjacent. It is it is a little <laughs> bit because it's partially making fun of it to yeah, a certain extent
0: and like making fun of like that type of fiction. Yeah. So I think that yeah, there's uh, there's more of an element probably of um satire. Of satire, but yeah. within
1: it's still within technically that gothic kind of sphere absolutely and it's still a like a main female character and don't they accuse her of going mad and anyway, anyway, i'd have, have to go back and read it but, i think um, so yeah i yes so that was the first work of gothic fiction yeah
0: so that was uh, the first one that i think was like officially dubbed like this is gothic fiction yeah. was the the castle of otranto specifically um which was, yeah, that's it, like, published, like, in the 18th century, mm-hmm. um, and then that would be probably followed, I'd say, like, the 19th century and, like, the Victorian era and things, yeah. those were the times where, like, it really picked up a lot of steam. Yeah. Right, because you, and you also round up, like, a lot of, like, um, even, uh, people who primarily, like, the Romantic era, like, poets and yeah. things like that would write, like, a lot of Gothic. They would, Types yeah. of they, stories. They dip their
1: toe in it and, I find that, like, there's also a lot of gothic that um, goes over to the metaphysical, too. Yeah. Um, There was a lot of that going on. Uh, I think they tried to use the gothic as uh, a way of, like, commenting on, like, society. Uh, To an extent, yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, and it, it was, like, just kind of a reflection of the questions that we ask ourselves of, like, you know why are we here? Like, you know, what's our purpose? That kind of thing. And, you know, having these stories that are like about hauntings Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, if you take an author like Shirley Jackson, who just looks very specifically at like the, the, (laughs) the gothic relationships that we have in our lives. Um, it's all a very big commentary and like a Mm self-reflection, even if you're really reading it the way that it should be read, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think that actually like, even if you look uh, earlier, like, before Shirley Jackson, as far as a gothic, primarily gothic writer, let's say, who focuses he- more, like, very heavily on relationships between yeah. characters and things. So even if there is no haunting, yeah. it still feels like a gothic novel. Like, the Bronte sisters yeah. would be a really good Definitely. example of that with things like Jane Eyre and Wuthering Heights. Wuthering. Wuthering. <laughs> just sounds so funny when you say it (laughs) but it is if anybody british ever listens to this (laughs) and that's actually how you pronounce it Wuthering heights in the uk i would i would love to know that because it's just me laughing at it from my own uh
1: like it it all takes place in like these like um you know moors and like marshes and like just just the setting just, is very spooky, it's just, you know? It's just
0: damp. Yeah. And soggy everywhere. It's <laughs> <not>
1: smelly. <laughs> and know? everything just smells a little and bit like rank. the best place to hide a dead body, yeah. like, you know? Yeah, actually, I mean, yeah,
0: like in a marsh or a bog or yeah. whatever. Actually, have you guys ever heard of, like, bog bodies? Like, that's a thing. Ooh. Yeah, okay, so this is, like, a really weird tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently in uh, certain parts, I think, I think maybe in Northern Ireland and also, like, in Scandinavian countries in. These, these bogs, like peat moss bogs, mm. um, there have been remains discovered in several different areas, Yeah, uh, as though, I don't know, like, if people were maybe executed at that time, and then their bodies were disposed of in the bogs, but because of something to do with the fermentation, because of the peat oh, moss, if the they're body. very well preserved, mm-hmm. and it turns all of their hair ginger, which is also super fucking also weird. weird. Yeah, so bizarre, but that's just, like, an interesting... Thing. I'm
1: surprised that this has not turned into like a whole new genre of horror. I don't know. You could probably do something like that. <laughs> yeah. Though,
0: someone write it. Wait, no, no I claim it. No, I'm no claiming, we're claiming it. it. Bog body horror. <laughs> Bog body horror. <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, yeah, I thought that. Anyway, I thought that was fascinating yeah. when I like listened to a whole podcast episode about it, and I was like, wow, that's really interesting to hear about.
1: No, totally. Um, but like, as we're talking about like you know these settings where, you know, I'm thinking about the stories where. You know, the haunting is just coming from, like the person's guilt. It's coming from inside the house. Yeah, like, it's coming from inside the house. <laughs> but there's some, no ghost. <laughs> but it, Or it's coming from, like, inside the person's, like, conscience or something. Well, you something. get that with Poe. Uh, Poe, po, like, the telltale heart, right? Like, you, you committed murder, and now it's, like, coming back to haunt you. Yeah. It's not actually beating under the floorboards, but you think it is. No, but it and, feels like it
0: is, you know? Like, and that's yeah. it, and it's the guilt of yeah. that, basically. And, I mean, even, I mean, I'm trying to think, um... What's it called? I'm trying to think, like, the fall of the House of Usher is very much, like, up there with, like, the gothic speculative fiction in that way, too, because it's, you know, about, like, this old, like, creepy-ass old house that's Mm. basically falling apart. I don't know if... Side note: Is anybody really looking forward to the fall of the House Me? of Usher on Netflix? It seems like it's going to be a very cool. Apparently,
1: it's like a new take on it. It though. is,
0: yeah, it is. Yeah. If you, yeah, if you watch the trailer, it's um, the Usher family are like a crime syndicate, oh, cool. basically, and it's sort of like their pasts coming back to haunt them, oh, right, okay. in a way. And but there are elements of several different Poe stories that are woven into it. It okay. seems because I noticed some stuff that was like, you know, obviously like the Raven. Mm. I think there was like a Telltale Heart kind of thing indication in the trailer, uh, Mask of the Red Death. Like There were several different things kind of rolled into there. It looks great. It looks really cool. I don't know if it's already out by the time you guys are hearing this episode, uh, but I'm really looking forward to listening to it. I think it's going to be really rad, and Mike Flanagan knows what he's doing, and he can take... He's one who takes gothic and makes it modern in a way that a, that, that still works yeah. like we've seen it with hill house bly manor and now yeah. this
1: he's doing a great job like it's like if anybody's gonna revive gothic fiction it's this I guy think like it's gonna be my for like, a modern gothic, audience like gothic on our screens yeah let's say yeah because i i do th- well anyway i don't want to like go too much into this but uh yeah so sorry Edit that out. <laughs> I was about to make a whole commentary about like modern versus. Uh, actual well, we'll talk gothic, about but it. But yeah, in the that's next why I want to edit this whole part
0: out. That's
1: fine. Um, but yeah, like I, I just think that like a lot of like you know gothic style, you've got these elements of you know, it, it's it's that haunting element that it comes back to. You Where know? even if
0: there is no haunting yes. per se no actual haunting by the ghost. characters are haunted yeah. by something it could be something physical it could be something metaphysical it could be something psychological it could be their trauma it could be their family their past it could be,
1: like anything you it know? could be yeah
0: that's it the specter of something hangs over them even if there's no actual physical specter mm-hmm. that is haunting them in some way you know and you i mean even if you even if you look at something, like, a, like types of stories where that's it, it's, like, the battle of oneself, like mm. um, uh, the case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde right. is a mm-hmm. lot like that, right? Yeah. Two sides to a person and how, you know, your, just yourself and your choices that you're making can, like, destroy you, right. basically. Uh, I think that, that's, those are, like, really good kinds of examples of things like they that. Are. And I think, you know, that's it. When you get into Poe, and even probably to an extent, like, Maybe like Nathaniel Hawthorne, Mm -hmm. like some things like, you know, certain things like that are the authors like that who. House of the Seven Gables. Yeah, that's it. Who made, who like wrote these stories that, again, off the cuff, you wouldn't necessarily have been like, ah, yes, this is gothic fiction because it's like you know there's like people are haunted and mm. this and that and the other that's not necessarily what it is it could be it's just like the characters um, you see that in what am I thinking of right now oh right you see that in um, Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier I was going to bring that one up yeah Rebecca Yeah, that's a, gr- that's a great example of being haunted by one's past Yeah, and in the case of um, uh, the narrator the lead character being haunted by uncertainty she mm-hmm. doesn't know what's going on right. for the first like two thirds
1: of the story And there's always a lot of that in Gothic. I find, like, there's a lot of, like, uncertainty. There's a lot of
0: mystery. They really have to uncover a lot of what's happened. You you
1: gotta, like, be patient. You gotta be in for the the ride because you're not... It's not one of one of those genres where, like, as a reader, you're privy to more information than the characters. Yeah. Like, you're very much in the dark where, to the point where the characters know more than you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're sitting there really scratching your head going, why is everybody acting this way? Yeah. Like, this doesn't make sense. So it's like the mystery side of it is, like, pushed further. Yeah. Than... Even like like many other genres, you know, like if you take mystery itself, you know, you have like a starting point that's like a, that's going to trigger your whole mystery where yeah. you have to, you know, you've got clues that you're looking for. In gothic, you don't even know what you the don't mystery know, you, and is. And you don't know that
0: there's a mystery until like a little yeah. ways into the story yeah. oftentimes. Like you don't um, know what
1: clues you're looking for because you're not really sure what's going no, on. No, that's you it. Know? And like
0: the narrator in Rebecca, yeah. that's pretty much what she has to deal with, mm-hmm. right? Like the second that's it mrs whatever the hell i forget she doesn't have a name she's just the the second wife yeah
1: um we did do well we did consider doing an episode on rebecca but uh, and then nobody but then of course
0: we'd have to watch the old movie right um with uh What's up, whatever the hell his name is there anyway? Uh, Laurence Olivier. Mm, yeah. Yeah, we would have had to watch the old one, which we haven't gotten around to. I've seen it, but it's been a long time and nobody wants to watch that new version because Army Hammers ruined a lot for people. So oh, dear. I know. Because huh? that was a decent movie. It was all right. It was, it was fine. It was, okay. it was an okay adaptation. I should say decent. <laughs> it was an okay adaptation. It's fine. Um, yeah. And I mean, like, that's it. Actually, speaking of, if we think about. Um, this irony that that's it. Mike Flanagan really seems to be into this whole like gothic fiction being sort of remade for a more modern audience to a certain extent that's it like you know because he's done it already with The Haunting of Hill House, The Haunting of Bly Manor if Mm. you guys didn't know is based on The Turn of a Screw by Henry James which is another very much like a very gothic piece as well Uh, and The Fall of the House of Usher obviously and then when you get into Uh, Shirley Jackson stuff both um Hill House we've always lived in the castle um and even there are some probably some other like more contemporary ones that we can you know get into a little bit later on in the month obviously if we talk about it um but even if I'm thinking about more recent Anne Rice is very much like a gothic writer or was a gothic writer I feel Mm -hmm. um a lot of her Stuff like her, you know, like Vampire Chronicles and things like that have a very gothic sensibility to them.
1: But that's where you start kind of towing that line and going over into horror. You do, you do. With Anne Rice, like she kind of flip flops a lot. I feel. I guess I feel it's maybe her aesthetic is gothic. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like it's. It's interesting, like to take someone like Anne Rice because it's like you'd have to do like a whole analysis on her writing style because it's like there are gothic elements. But at the same time, there's a lot of horror in her writing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how would you classify that type of writing? And I think that there's a lot that falls into that bucket. Um, Because, you know, when you're talking about gothic, you're talking about haunting, you're talking about ghosts. And then you start thinking, okay, but now am I in the supernatural? Yeah. Because a lot of gothic doesn't actually have any supernatural elements no. it's just an assumed supernatural again element. like look at what we were talking about we're talking about Wuthering Heights we're
0: talking right. about Rebecca mm-hmm. we're yeah. talking about Jane Eyre like yeah. none of those have a ghost in them no, none of those are like a it's ghost it's just story. like an assumed
1: ghost yes you know um and like you know something I thought about a second ago was you've got a lot of books that aren't of gothic genre yeah but they have elements of gothic in them so yeah. like i'm thinking of um to kill a mockingbird with mm-hmm. um what's his name boo radley, boo radley who lives in the really spooky house yeah. and he's really scary and like they think and that the kids something... think that he's evil and yeah, he's horrible exactly. and stuff but it turns out he's lovely he's so lovely and he's fine so like they kind of take this and they insert it yeah in a lot of stories because as soon
0: as you add a gothic element you're like ooh
1: okay, I've I've upped the atmosphere yeah. here. And it, it is. It's a commentary on our society, and it really makes... If if you do read Gothic the way that it's supposed to be read, you're supposed to really think about what you're reading, you yeah. know, and what's being said and happening.
0: Yeah, because uh, the much of the time anyway, particularly in, like, the older, like, the classics, the language that's being used to describe the situation that's occurring is very purposeful. Mm -hmm. It's done with meaning. Nothing's just there for the sake of being there. Like, it means something Mm -hmm. within the context of what the characters are experiencing. Right. Yeah. It's always a really... It's just an interesting genre to kind of dip your toe into you know every once in a while um I am glad that it's something that's like persisted like it's something that we do still see in very different ways Mm -hmm. um but that we do still kind of see on a regular basis Mm -hmm. and that people every once in a while we seem to have like this little resurgence of people who want to revisit these types of titles and properties I'm hoping that The Fall of the House of Usher is just going to give everybody a new Edgar Allan Poe kick (laughs) of some sort. You're like,
1: I've been waiting for this. Well, so we've
0: had, in the past couple of years, he's getting a little bit of a resurgence because there have been, like, a couple of, like, Poe, like, fictionalized biopic types of Mm. things um, in different cases. There... um, was, what both of them have been about Poe as, like, a younger man, like, Mm. prior to writing, particularly at the beginning of this year, there would have been The Pale Blue Eye, which was released on Netflix, um, in which Poe plays, like, a sort of a a side character, technically, and isn't the lead character of the story, but that's a a fictionalized um, take on his time in the military, Mm. when, that's it, like, an inspector is looking into several deaths in Mm. a small village, and... Uh, sort of joins forces with Poe who would have been a young cadet at the time in order for them to look into the reality of what's Mm. actually happening to the people in this town Mm. um I didn't, it wasn't great, but, uh, I I was going to
1: say, I'm like, I don't think you've told me about this. No, I didn't, I didn't
0: love it. But anyway, it, uh, but I will say that like, you know, I feel like that's it. Like in the past, like three years, there have been like three or four newer, like Poe properties Mm. that have just, or like versions with him in them specifically that have kind of popped up. And I'm hoping that like, you know, with the fall of the house of us, we get another little like resurgence (laughs) of things. It would be fun. It would be interesting to get. A, a take like different people's takes on these stories and what they Let's mean. Let's get an
1: adaptation of The Pit and the Pendulum. I don't think there's been one yet. Oh, I think I saw a pendulum
0: swinging somewhere in that trailer oh, for The Fall really? of House of Oh, that's so, awesome. <laughs> yeah, because it really does incorporate like quite a few of the stories. So oh, I think awesome. that you're going to see elements of a lot of different things. that you might not even realize what all of them are when you're actually watching it. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be awesome. Um, and I'm just looking, I like, personally, I like to pick up a gothic novel every once in a while and just kind of you know get back into like that vibe of things I've read one or two this year and I think I might read one or two more that are kind of in that style before the end of the year so I'm looking
1: forward to that always yeah it's not typically a genre that I pick up very often because I do love the supernatural yeah and like we've said it it doesn't necessarily have supernatural elements in it so I always find myself being disappointed you yeah. know <laughs> you get to the end of it you're <laughs> like oh Aw, there were no ghosties <laughs> no,
0: this didn't do what I wanted it to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly
1: so I kind of I rather watch it you know um I'd rather watch gothic stories yeah so very excited about the Poe yeah, adaptation for sure Um, so have you
0: guys, do you guys read gothic fiction on a regular basis? Is it something that you've never really picked up or maybe you've read some of the stories before and not even necessarily realized that this was like, it kind of fell into the realm of gothic fiction. Uh, but you can let us know about that over on Instagram threads and on tiktok at Book ca you can also check out our facebook group at facebook.com slash book groups slash book was way better and if you're still here with us please feel free to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening because it really helps us get the episodes out in front of more people but until next week guys keep on reading
1: thanks everyone